Radio KC, where you can get the inside scoop on Kansas City's successful business owners and find out how they've transformed their entrepreneurial spirit into a thriving business. And now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our sponsors today are Benedictine College and Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Our guest today is Jim McGraw. He was one of Ewing Kaufman's inner circle where he oversaw the operations at Marion Labs and served on the board of the Kaufman Foundation. Today he's here to talk about a program that he's developed called Leap Ahead. It's his way of giving back in the spirit of Mr. K and making sure that the principles that Mr. Kaufman founded his company on live on for future generations of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show today, Jim. Pleasure to be here. Well, we're absolutely happy to have you. Tell us a little bit about your background. If I recall correctly, you started as a salesman just as Mr. K did, right? That is correct. I started for a pharmaceutical company in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and rose through the ranks to ultimately become district manager, regional manager, vice president of sales and marketing, and ended up being acting general manager with the firm. Yes. Now, tell me about how uh, you got started with the Kaufman, not the Kaufman Foundation, but with Marion Labs. In 1974, uh, the company contacted me and asked that I join them as president of the pharmaceutical division, member of the board, corporate officer, and what have you. Mm -hmm. So that began a very, very wonderful journey of fulfillment. Right. You were really um, Mr. Coffin's right-hand man to uh, well, a large say, extent. I was one part of the inner circle, mm -hmm. put it that way. Right. It, um, Mr. K. did a lot of things very, very well. You know, he started the company with a, with $5,000 of borrowed money. Yes. And uh, started the firm in his home. He had very limited resources. He came from a very humble background. In fact, his parents couldn't even afford to buy him a bicycle when he was growing up. Mm -hmm. But Mr. K. believed in himself and the opportunity. And he had three key values that he built the company on. What were those? One. Treat others like you would like to be treated. Uh, everybody was viewed as a member of the team. They were an asset and not a, a cost factor. Mm -hmm. Secondly, share with those who produce the results. Everybody, and I mean everybody, was on a stock option plan, bonus plan, profit-sharing retirement. And the last and surely not least was to give back to society. And Mr. K did that very, very well. Yes, and as I understand it, whenever the company was sold, hmm. even any everybody uh, made a lot of money because the fact of his right. second tenant share with those who helped to produce. I mean, even the the entry level. Uh, well, that's people. right because mm -hmm. the company, from that humble beginnings, ultimately ended up being a billion dollar firm. Yeah. We were the hottest company on Wall Street the decade before it was merged. We were the apple of the day, so to speak. Right. And as a result of that stock option program, yes, many, many people did become millionaires. Mm -hmm. And that last tenant uh, to give back, one of my favorite stories is the one that Barnett Helsberg tells about how he was mentored by Mr. K. Mm -hmm. And he said, how, can, how am I ever going to repay you? Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. K said to him, 
one day you'll pay this forward, and that will be my repayment that you're re- – and then, of course, he went on to – Mr. Um, Hellsberg went on to start the Hellsberg Mentor- Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program. Right. So uh, that giving back just keeps on giving back. What are some of the most important lessons that you learned? These were the philosophies that Mr. K built his business on, so obviously those were lessons, but what were some of the other lessons you learned from Mr. K? Well, the first thing that Mr. K did, uh, he decided early on in his career to be a macro leader and not a micromanager. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he believed in hiring people smarter than he was. And then he gave them the authority and the responsibility to make things happen. Most entrepreneurs cannot let go. Right. Mr. K found it was productive to let go. Mm-hmm. Then in the hierarchy of the company came Fred Lyons, who was CEO. Now, Fred's responsibility was from three to ten years to look out for the future, product continuity. Then I came along as chief operating officer, but my responsibility was from one to three years. Okay. I had research, manufacturing, marketing, etc., reporting to me, and it was my responsibility to make sure that we made the numbers. Mm-hmm. So we had Mr. K, the macro leader, Fred looking out for the future, myself running the business on a day-to-day basis. It worked very, very well. In many companies that are smaller and entrepreneurial, can you have all three of those uh, individuals, or do they need to reside in one person? I mean, how would you recommend for a smaller company uh, that there, there's not as many levels of managers, let's just say? How, do, how does that operate in a, in a company? What you want to do is look at the talent that you have mm-hmm. and then figure out where to invest that leadership responsibility. For example, the founder may have a strong interest in, in strategy, mm-hmm. looking out in the future. Let him or her concentrate on that. And there's usually somebody else in the firm that loves running things. Find out who that person is. Give them the opportunity to do their thing. Okay. Then through time, as the company builds and expands, some of those roles will become more defined. And as I point out in the workshop program of LEAP, the key thing is the company grows and prospers. It's important that the individual determine what he or she should be doing for the future. Most people came into an organization with a very strong skill. It may have been selling, Mm -hmm. marketing, manufacturing, you name it. But as you move up the ladder, you have to embrace new skills. So what the individuals have to ask themselves, what are the things that only I can do and should do? Secondly, what are the things that I can do but shouldn't do? Let go. Let go. Concentrate on your new opportunity. Don't try to... Keep on uh, dealing with your old skills. They were very important, Mm -hmm. but that's not what's going to achieve success tomorrow. Right. Let's talk about that letting go and things that I could do but I shouldn't do. How do you determine what those are? You know, there's lots of things that you could do and, you know, can do, Mm -hmm. and some of those you should keep and some of those, as you say, you should Mm -hmm. let go. How do you know which ones are which? Well, it's a matter of judgment. But first of all, in your decision-making model or whatever you want to call it, ask yourself what others can do and should do. That's a key part of your decision-making process. And then when you determine what are the things that you can do but shouldn't do, Mm -hmm. that gives you guidance on what you should not do. Focus on the things that only you can do and should do. 
Okay. That's the key to your success. Okay. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Benedictine College. When we get back, we're going to finish our con- our conversation with Jim McGraw, who used to be part of Ewing Kaufman's Inner Circle at Merriam Labs and also served on his foundation's board. You're listening to Smart Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. You're progressing in your career, but at a pace that feels slow. You're ready to make great strides and invest in yourself. With your work and home schedule, how do you accomplish this? The Executive MBA program at Benedictine College, Kansas City's only one-year executive MBA program, is the answer. The competency gained and character built are outcomes that are of immediate and future value regardless of your future path. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA. I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors today, Audible.com. They're a leading provider of spoken digital entertainment and information. If you go on out to our radio page at ithinkbigger.com forward slash radio, you're going to see a very special link, and you can click on that to get a free month services and a free Audible book download. They've got a huge selection of titles, 150,000 and some, I would think, including some of the books that our authors that you hear on this show have written, like Mike Michalowicz and John Jantz. And what's really great is that you can listen on any device, including whatever you're listening to right now to hear this show. So again, go on out to the special link you'll find on our radio homepage, ithinkbigger.com forward slash radio, or audibletrial.com forward slash thinkingbigger, and you can get one free audiobook and one month trial of the service. That's audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. A species of turning swords into plowshares was realized. Profile America, Friday, July 18th. On this date in 1955 in West Milton, New York, a species of turning swords into plowshares was realized. That was when the Atomic Energy Commission sold electric power from the General Electric Nuclear Reactor to the Niagara Mohawk Power Corporation for civilian distribution. Some 10,000 kilowatts were supplied from the reactor, which was a prototype for the one used in the submarine USS Seawolf. Last year, 789 billion kilowatt hours were generated at nuclear plants, about 19.5% of the nation's total electricity. There are 142 nuclear power generating facilities in the U.S., employing over 50,000 workers in America's $522 billion a year utilities sector. You can find current data on the country's economy by downloading the America's Economy mobile application at census.gov slash mobile. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here today with Mr. Jim McGraw, who was one of Mr. Ewing Kaufman's inner circle at Marion Labs. He went on to... Uh, become a board member of the Kaufman Foundation, and he now has a new program called the Leap Ahead Program. Tell us why you started that program. Well, a number of us uh, about five or six years ago felt that Mr. K's value systems were not being shared with the business community, especially young entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So we started a series of lectures at colleges, entrepreneur groups, and et cetera, sharing with them some of the key values that were responsible for Mr. K's success. However, especially the young entrepreneurs asked us, could you share in greater detail some of the key building blocks that were important for Mr. K's success as well as entrepreneurs? So therefore, we developed what I call the LEAP program, leadership, empathy, and the power of persuasion, and how to make those things work for you for greater success. 
Okay, let, let's break that down. When you talk, we talked a bit about leadership in the first part of the right. show. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are some of the key characteristics of good leader? Uh, you talked about an organization and how you know how you were day to day. Mr. Kaufman had mm-hmm. uh, the. Uh, vision, and then there was somebody that ha- was focused on like the five year and right. forward. So, what makes a good leader, an individual leader, though? Key is leadership. You start with that, working on the right things, making sure you achieve your objectives on time through people. Okay. Integrity. You cannot be a good leader without integrity. Mr. K had lots of integrity. He was there for a great leader. So, therefore. Look at three key points, clarity of direction, clarity of organization, and clarity of measurement. First of all, what are you trying to accomplish? Have five or six key objectives that are critical for success of the business. Do not list 33. Nobody can relate to 33 different objectives. Right. Clarity of organization. Have the right people in the right spot consistent with their skills. Let them do their thing. Last and surely not least, clarity of measurement. Ask yourself frequently, are we on plan? If not, why not? And what do we have to do to get back on plan? Mm -hmm. Again, have realistic objectives, right people in the right spots, and monitor your success. And if you're not achieving it, do something about it. Right. And a real key to all of that is making sure it's communicated organization-wide and the integrity comes in, too, because you can't just uh, say that you believe in these things. It has to be part of all of your actions as well. They have to be congruent with what you're saying. You have to walk the talk. Absolutely. And, Marion, what we would do for communications, every three months we would have a Marion on the Move meeting. We had roughly 2,800 associates in Kansas mm-hmm. City. We would put them all on the yellow ch- ch- church uh, school buses, take them downtown to the auditorium, and have a crisp 60-minute presentation on what w- was happening within the company, what we're trying to accomplish, et cetera, et cetera. Therefore, we kept them informed. Everybody t- took fulfillment in what we were achieving, and good communications is critical. It's critical in running a company. It's running a successful marriage as well. I've been married for 63 years, I know. congratulations. That is amazing, uh, especially in this day and age. And so, you know, you said you started the program because you did not feel that, uh, or a lot of people did not feel that Mr. Kaufman's values were being Hmm. uh, carried on or even recognized or or were aware of by the younger entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we're talking business here, but do you think that this has a lot of application just in life in general uh, with, uh, you know, in our everyday lives and our in our political leaders? I mean, it's not just about business is what I'm trying to say, right? No question about it. In fact, I wind up every presentation on the LEAP program on how to put more life in your life. It's, you start by being kind. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about insincere flattery. I'm right. talking about sincere comments. When you come into the office in the morning, say good morning and really mean it. Mm-hmm. And a word to all the husbands out there, when your wife makes your favorite meal, just don't grunt and get up. <laughs> Tell her what a fantastic meal it was. Secondly, when you go out of town, drop her a note. Tell her how much you love her. There's an old Irish statement, a kind word has never broken a tooth. 
So take these principles, use it successfully in your business, but also enhance your own personal life for greater fulfillment and for those around you. Oh, great, great advice. Uh, and we know why you've been married for 63 years, too. I mean, it's Well, it's funny. When I talk to the college classes, they don't know what a thank you note is. Really? So I bring a copy along with me. Oh, and my And I gosh. show them how to put a stamp on it because everything for them is email. Mm-hmm. And I said, email doesn't count here. Mm-hmm. So when you're dating a young lady, tell her how much you enjoyed her company. It'll pay handsome dividends for you. Yes. Wow, that would be something to get a, a, a letter in the mail saying how much you enjoyed your date. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if you have to tell them the directions to the post office, though, because... Not <laughs> quite, but close, but yeah. close. Okay, so, so we talked about the leadership portion of it, the empathy portion of it. I suppose that goes somewhat into the being kind, but... Uh, well, that's right. Empathy is understanding the other person's point of view. Uh, Mr. K hated the word I, I, I. He believed in we, team, what have you. And unfortunately, people are not sensitive to what's happening around them. Now, the example I use is of one of many is when it comes to security, look at the opportunity that's happening before our very eyes in the aging of America. One out of three people over 65 fall each year with disastrous results. More older people want to stay in their own homes. However, the children worry about them. So what do we have? What's happened? First of all, we have had the first alert developed, a device you wear around your neck. So if you fall, you can't get up, you press a button. What happens if you knock yourself out? They've come out with a second-generation product that's now motion detector. Also, look at television. You now see ads for visiting angels, Mm -hmm. companies that will modify your home to make it more geriatric-friendly. The point here is that if you listen to the marketplace, you will find great ideas for success. Early on, Mr. K loved to read the mail. He received a letter from an orthopedic surgeon in western Kansas who wrote the following. When I have a tough break, I send them to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Well, when they come back, they come back carrying a bag of ground-up oyster shells. They take a teaspoon every day. I found their bones heal faster. Why doesn't somebody put it in a tablet form? Mr. K said, great idea. So he did so. That was the beginning of OSCAL, mm-hmm. Marion Labs' first multi-million dollar product. Right. And he used to grind those oyster shells up in his basement. As well, I he recall. claimed that. I don't know if it was really true. He was a little dramatic at times. <laughs> he made his point, though. Uh-huh. But when it came to a new product development at Marion, we realized we did not have the resources to compete with the Pfizer's or the Merck's. However, we knew that a lot of companies across the world had developed products that they had no outlet for in the United States. Mm -hmm. So we went to those firms and said, look, license the product to us. We will take it through the regulatory process and promote it, and it will both achieve success. Well, one of those products was Cardizem, a cardiovascular product. That proved to be a billion-dollar brand. Another was Carafate, a quarter-of-a-billion-dollar brand. Gaviscon was licensed from Sweden. It's still sold over-the-counter for reflux esophagitis. I could go on and on, but mm-hmm. again, we went out into the world, listened for opportunities, and did something about it. Okay, and then the third is the power of persuasion. Uh, talk to us about that. Well, people think that persuasion is important if you're in selling. Nothing could be farther from the truth. If you have 
persuasive skills, they will enhance your leadership skills. All of us are trying to influence somebody to make a decision that will benefit both parties. So that I keep on stressing that there's a simple way of presenting a persuasive argument. You start off with an opener, why the other person should be interested in what you're offering. Mm -hmm. Then present the proof that you offer what you're claiming you can in a very simple closure type of statement. Opener, tie-in, proof, and close. A simple, effective way of presenting an idea. And the example I use is posted notes. Everybody thinks that was an overnight success. It took 12 years to establish that product. I didn't realize that. That's right. It was developed by Minnesota Mining up Mm -hmm. in St. Paul, semi-sticky adhesive. They tried it on everything. And it wasn't until they sent a a posted note to all the residents of Ogden, Utah. Utah. They looked at it and said, aha, I can use this. Therefore, it was an overnight success. Okay, got it in enough people's hands. Right. And, but sure. understand the other person. What are they looking for? What? How will your product or service benefit them? What's in it for them? Not what you want, but what you're going to provide them. Exactly. How do you deliver this program? What I, we do is part lecture in a sense. Part one is lecture with an overview of Mr. K and the rules for his success. Then we tie that into here are the things that you can do in your business or in your life to achieve greater success. And that's where we go into the workshop. Mm-hmm. I use examples of like posted, uh, a 10-minute strep test, an example of a current advertising that you see on television that's handled in a very persuasive manner, what have you, so that it's a hands-on type of program so that they walk away with all the material so they can understand how to implement leadership skills, empathy, power persuasion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It takes 45 minutes to 60 minutes, but it's practical skills that they can use tomorrow. No theory. Mm -hmm. No theory. Nothing wrong with theory, but most entrepreneurs don't have time to wait for theory. Absolutely. (laughs) They want something that they can use at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And the program has been very well received. I say this in all modesty. We've we've given it to about 6,000 or 7,000 people. They ask us to come back for more. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, in, in this day and age, when so much is delivered online, you still deliver this workshop yep. in person. It's compact, it's powerful, it's mm-hmm. punchy, mm-hmm. and very practical, as you say. Takeaways right. that you can put together imme- or put into practice immediately. And there's no charge. Oh, there's no charge either. Absolutely none. Okay. Uh, it costs me, uh, obviously, money for the materials and what have you, but that's my way of giving back. Mr. K pounded into our heads that as we achieve success, we have a responsibility to give back to others. Others invested in me when I was developing my career, and therefore it's now my responsibility to do the same for others. Do you travel all over the country? No, no, it's pretty much uh, we've gone as far south as Pittsburgh, Kansas. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's mostly in the Kansas City metro area. area. Some I had an opportunity time, to come perhaps. to California yeah. this month, but... I elected not to go. Okay. Yes, I was going to say, free and you travel for it too? Boy, uh, that's a really well, good deal. Say the price is right. So, uh, <laughs> one of the pieces that you uh, put out is called grit. Uh, yeah. Talk to us about why grit is well, so important. Right. What this is, I started this series of what I call little blurbs. Mm-hmm. And the first blurb that I sent out was on the subject of grit. 
Because we found at the Kauffman Foundation when we started our entrepreneur program, and we were the biggest players in entrepreneurship at that time, Mm -hmm. the number one predictor of success was the ability to the for the individual to withstand failure. Did he or she have the grit to stay in there and keep on fighting? Because you have to be callous to defeat. Because many times you're not successful the first time out of the box. Right. But if you don't have that ability to hang in there tough, I guarantee you, you'll never, never be a successful entrepreneur. So that's why grit was one of the first subjects covered. And that tenaciousness. Now, some people say these days, especially in the era of the tech startup and so mm-hmm. forth, that, you, that you're going to fail. There's this culture of failure, that it's okay to fail, uh, and that you should fail fast and be on to the next thing. How do you tie that in with the grit? I think that's a little bit of baloney because nobody wants to fail. Uh, however, if you don't have the right product and you do fail, mm-hmm. again, it's important to pick yourself up and ask yourself why. The point that I emphasize mm-hmm. in these in these workshops, ask yourself, do you have a product that somebody wants, needs, and desires right. and are willing to pay for it? Yes. And have a very simple matrix of how to evaluate a product or service. It's not complicated. Where people get into trouble is they develop products that nobody wants. Great ideas in their head, yeah. but not practical. Right, right. And, or uh, an idea that people are unwilling to pay for because mm-hmm. there are other alternatives. Right. So that first, make sure that it's something that they want and people are willing to pay for it. It's that simple. But what happens, many times an entrepreneur can delude themselves. They don't talk to other people. Uh, I remember when the f- first non-smoking cigarette was trying to be developed years ago. Well, it tasted lousy, and you got a hernia <laughs> trying to suck on it. Well, they invested millions of dollars in that program. Mm-hmm. Why? Because nobody was willing to listen. If you go out to the marketplace and listen, you can learn an awful lot. Absolutely. It might hurt a little bit, mm-hmm. but it will be very productive. What? Just a couple minutes are left. Okay. What are some of the other pieces associated with this program? I believe there's a newsletter that you can sign up for, and what are some of the other ways you can engage? Right. Uh, the been putting out the newsletter called Reflections mm-hmm. for about six, seven years now. It covers a variety of subjects. Sometimes it might be on the importance of energy independence to uh, here are some thoughts for uh, entrepreneurship. It's a general newsletter. And uh, the readership is multi-thousands at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's no charge, and the feedback has been very, very productive. Okay, and anybody can go out and sign up for Everybody that. Everybody can. All they have to do is just send me a, a email to clubmac at bellsouth.net, and they're on the list. Okay. And, again, no charge. And then the blurbs that I send out have covered a variety of subjects from uh, what not to do after your promotion to uh, uh, how to manage success. The problem is that when people achieve success, many times they don't learn as much from the success as they do from failure. That's true. So that... These are just little bullets to say, hey, have you thought of this? Have you thought of Mm -hmm. this? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And your website is? Clubmac at bellsouth.net. Okay. And and if you go to that, and then also there is a website for Leap as well. Okay. It's leapahead.com. Leapahead.com. With two Ps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leapahead with two P's dot com. And you can find out a lot more information about this program. Can you sign up for the newsletter through the uh, website as well? Yes, you can get to it eventually. Okay. I'm yes. not very computer proficient. So. 
<laughs> Sometimes that's easier for people to do is just go to the website and sign up right, through that. Right. So. If you go to the Leap Ahead, there's little vignettes of the actual presentation that you can listen to yes. to give you an idea. Yes, and, and they are very good. They're very powerful. So thank you so much for your advice today and for all that you're doing. Uh, the entrepreneur community needs to know more about you in this program and, and all of the lessons that they can learn from you. Well, thank you for having me. It's a labor of love. I can I tell you that. I enjoy working with the young people. It is so rewarding to see those bright, shiny faces, knowing that they're going to be multimillionaires in the near future. <laughs> Let's Thank all you. hope so. So, And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.